Hi, everyone, and welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. And thank you guys for joining us on our Facebook Live and Instagram Live before the premiere started. That was so fun. Super fun. Um, we're going to do more of those. That was just kind of our initial thing. And also, we'll do them at better times so that East Coast, Midwest can join. But on the flip side, we did get Australia joining at the end. That was awesome. It, it also like gave me the confidence that like maybe we really can YouTube our episode. Like if we set up the tripod, set up my camera, like I think we could do it yeah. if anyone's interested in that. I don't even know if that's like an interest to you guys, but it, it really is. I'm sure it is. Okay, <laughs> you guys, we just want to say hello. And if this is your first time on the podcast, welcome. This is a podcast about Vanderpump Rules. We're on season nine. You can go back and listen to all of our other episodes Sarah and I have been friends for over 10 years now, and we've podcasted for almost half of that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So um, I'm super proud of the commitment that we've made to this podcast and how much fun it is and the community that we have built from this, which is insane. Like many people in this group that, um, you know, our listeners of the podcast are literally closer to me than my family. So um, you guys, this is a super cool space. We have a private Facebook group. Please join that. It is so much fun. Yeah, you get a lot of insider information in there, including videos and photos and secrets and things like that. And it's also fun. We always have a live thread in there. So every episode, there will be a thread in there. So you can pipe in and be like, oh, did you see what Sandoval was wearing or, you know, something like that. It's super fun. Yeah, so we like to break down every episode, recap it, but like break it down scene by scene. What we've done in the past a lot is like, you know, things you don't notice or things you guys notice and point out and let us know. Or, you know, we focus on a lot of like the side things going on. In the past, we've had a lot of interviews with both main cast and side adjacent cast. We like to kind of take that angle because it's a different angle because, you know, when main cast goes on a podcast, they go on like 10, say the same thing, right? So we like to take a different approach, but like keep it fun, keep it positive, talk about everything from everyone's different perspectives and yeah yeah so basically yeah it's like it's like you're listening to your friends talk you know like you're just catching up in the lunchroom like did you see that did you see that so it's super fun we're glad you guys are here drop us a review on apple itunes we'd love a five star if not email us let us know what you want to change about the show or any suggestions we're always open to that vanderpump rules party at gmail.com you can leave us a voicemail 805vander8 and let us know if you want us to play your voicemail on the air. We would love to do that. Um, but yeah, even tonight I was singing because we had someone else here watching it with us. And just the roller coaster of emotions that go like hit you every 10 to 20 seconds. Like we were all like, oh, I really get Lala's perspective now. Oh, wait. Oh, no, I'm back on Sheena's side. Oh, wait. Lala just made a good point. So it's just like, it's just what you guys are thinking we are thinking too and we're going back and forth and And it's really interesting how you know Vanderpump Rules isn't that serious and there's a lot a lot of our personal friends family and friends are like why do you guys watch this show this is a pop culture phenomenon of a show and there are so many things that happen in real life that you can apply a Vanderpump Rules I know that sounds insane but we find a way to do it so stay tuned We're going to break down this episode. There's a lot that happens between the friends. So I think there's a lot to explore. Yeah. Um, A few days ago, we broke down the trailer and the the mini 
preview videos they posted. Last week I posted one because they were playing reruns of all the seasons and season six was on. I think I talked 20 minutes on just how much content there was in season six. Like you forget it. Like I still think I stand by you and like some of the others in the group today were saying like season two is probably the greatest season of all time in any reality Mm -hmm. show Mm -hmm. quite possibly. Um, I concur with that. Season six, I'm not saying was the greatest season of all time, but it had so much happen. So much content. Yeah. Right. It was kind of mind mind blowing. Yeah. Um, yeah, to- every episode was packed with like literally its own thing. Every episode, it was a lot. Season six, and there were so many freaking episodes. Yes. So I, yeah, I wonder- remember they would do like they would have like twenty five episodes in a season and stuff. Yeah, I don't think that could happen this. season. I don't think so. I, I'm interested. I wonder how many it is. They Maybe didn't... not like ten. No, I'll say like sixteen. Like they didn't film as long as they normally do. There's less people. There's not that many storylines. That's why they were trying to create. I'm gonna one. go with twelve. Okay. I don't think it's gonna get up as high as it did, unless like the ratings are like Vanderpump Rules is back. They're number one. They're above the Housewives. This that. I mean, before they were pulling those numbers, I don't. I think that it was definitely on the decline. But okay, twelve or sixteen. What do you guys think? Let's let's pull it out. Um, we could put up that poll in Instagram and then also in our Facebook group. You guys. Again, if you're new, join, uh, follow us in uh, Vanderpump Rules Party on Instagram. We just did a bunch of polls prepping for this season, like picking out your favorite line from all of the seasons and then favorite scenes or who would you rather. So if you just want to play fun, quizzy poll games, that's fun too. But that's a good question to ask. Yeah. All right. Okay, should we just jump right in? Yeah, you guys, we made some cocktails um i mentioned it on the thing on the lives we did before the show but we made the big pinky the cucumber green goddess the nutcase from tom tom and the strawberry from sir and we had some well the wings definitely were not like the tom tom wings but you know we tried anyways um everything was great no sarah did like such a good job it was so fun we did it was fun going live i love podcasting in person um, if you guys listen to our podcast, sometimes we do Skype because we're living in different counties now, but we definitely are committed to being in person as much as possible during this season. Yeah. So why I brought up the cocktails is I want to um, do, and I don't know if this will be YouTube for lives or whatever, is kind of do like a Vanderpump Rules kitchen kind of thing. Break down how they make these cocktails and create alternatives like less sugar versions, which we are drinking tonight. Um, so I, I'm going to work on that, but if anyone wants to know how to make any of these cocktails, um, well, you hit it out of the park with the, the one that I drink because it was way better than at sir. I'm sorry, sir. But, um, and then especially that with it not having that much sugar, like that's awesome. Yeah. I can tell that it hit me a little bit. Like I can feel the heat in my cheeks, but that happens just when I drink. But, um, I have to be very careful of my sugar, but I feel good right now and I'm drinking my water and tea now. So we can podcast and I can drive home and we're all good. Oh, I forgot I got you something, but maybe you can have it for the ride home. Okay, let's get into it because Holly has to drive home. Okay, just before we get started, like what is your overall, like what's like your like sum up the episode? How did you feel about it? Better than I expected. Me too. I, I made the mistake of peeking at social media and I saw like a little bit of, you know, people being like, oh, that didn't quite do it for me. 
So I was bracing myself for the worst and it was okay for me. Like I, I'm not, um, I'm not like that sucked or anything. Yeah. And some, some of you commented in our lives like, Oh, it's pretty boring. Or we saw most of it in the trailer. And I was worried about the trailer because they usually show the most explosive things. And you know, it's like when you go see a movie like that, like a 007, like you see the entire thing before you go. Yeah. I have to say my, surprise breakout scene and favorite moment of the episode was Max and um totally and DJ James um Max I applaud you for your acting chops in this episode like I I he's wow like I I don't even know what to say where did he come from and if you guys listened to us a couple weeks ago we podcasted from Sir um where max was there and max was looking fit and buff and shredded i I would really like to have max on the podcast and i would kind of have i would say yeah (laughs) we have and i would suggest having like going and we'll pay the split salad fee so we can split the plate and we can catch up with him because i'm digging it so as i said he was looking shredded when we saw him a few weeks ago so that like Holly had this great idea. She's like, he should put out an app. Um, Oh no, James should. I said, I think I need to hang out with James more and have him just belittle me because look what it did to Max. Like he's, I mean, Max are great anyways. It didn't matter, but uh, he, he's, he's on a a fitness journey now and you can tell like he is like, that's his thing. And it's like, wow. You were like, yeah, James could be yelling at you through the app. Don't touch that food. You fatty. (laughs) Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah, it could just be like him just going off, like basically what he did to Max. Like, abusing. Come down here, you fatty, you know, like fat prick. Like he was like all the things he was saying was you wussy yeah. or you're weak. You're weak, man. You're weak. You have wussy energy. Um, but I mean, at first you were agreeing with him because he was like, you're miserable. You've always been miserable. And you were like, well... He's not totally wrong in that. <laughs> I think that's why it triggered Max. I think that yeah. he knew exact, and I think that that's what James is good at. He knows how, and to even as he was, I'm jumping ahead, but even as he was leaving um, Villa Rosa, is he was like, "You're the same boring person you've always been," and that has to be triggering to Max because yes. we're on season nine, and he hasn't really jumped in with anything exciting. Yeah. The most exciting thing about him is that he's always at Sir because he works literally, like Lisa said, five days a week. I disagree and say seven. Yeah, we always see him there. He's, I mean, he works really hard and then he walks to and from work. You know, like he's very. Yeah, James has got that skill of just knowing exactly where to hit below the belt, where your touch point is. He's very precise on that. Yes. He's done it to Kristen. He did it to um, Katie. Max, well, everyone, I'm sure. And I and I feel like um, each person that he has targeted like that has kind of opened up to him, like when they're like shooting the breeze and been like, I'm a little insecure about this, you know, and then he turns around and goes, oh, yeah, like I and he uses it. And so the person turns around and is like, what the hell? Like I yeah. confided that in you and now you're using it like you're a POS, too. You can tell Max has really had it. OK, so let, let's let's get into it okay. scene by scene. So they roll up. So we kind of already touched on this the other day in our other podcast with the videos. But oh, yeah. the green sweater Toms roll in in this in the sidecar and have their scene with Lisa and Tom, um, Ken about opening their new bar. Now let's talk about this, like in perspective of like where we are in the pandemic and everything that's going on. So we established the the timeline of this from Sheena's birthday, which is in. May. Mm-hmm. So um, 
at the time there was like the Toms during the pandemic and everything were fundraising money for their servers. They really, um, I felt like they really had a heart for, you know, being worried about their employees and what this meant for the, the restaurant being closed for so long. And, um, I thought that was super cool. I wish they would have kind of touched on that a little bit. They basically just said, it's good yeah. to be back. You know, we're opening on Wednesday. And I think we mentioned this on the last podcast, but they were one of the last restaurants to reopen in West Hollywood. So um, that was super interesting. And then with the whole filming thing, that's been very difficult with COVID too. So there's a whole different procedure that has to happen. And it was different even in May than it is now. Now it's a little more relaxed, although they just did a huge thing where um, filming now you have to be vaccinated. They just sag just past that. And um, oh, for like it's not even production company mm, to. Yeah, it's I was wondering about that, like with like Nicki Minaj coming out, like is uh, like will she be able to tour because maybe the production companies that put on tours won't you know yeah it's um it's gonna be really interesting to see how that all works out because Hmm. um interesting yeah like ronnie's agency just sent this big thing she's not they don't have it approved yet for her age but like yeah there's now a thing that's like you have to be vaccinated otherwise you don't work wow well i was wondering during this time especially because they haven't been filming and they only get what five or ten percent of Tom Tom. Well, Tom Tom's been closed, so zero ten percent of zero is zero. How did they get the money to? Because they struggled, as they said, which may have just been for the show, to come up with the money for Tom Tom. How are they getting the money to do this all on their own? And that real estate is expensive where they're putting it in. Well, and then you have to think about the cost too that the restaurant is incurring during that time where they still have to pay rent they still have to pay for certain things like that's money that no money was coming in money had to go out so I mean I'm not saying that it wasn't hard on Lisa or whoever it was that is paying those bills like it was difficult all around but yes I'm definitely like I have questions about how much money did it cost to like did they how did they raise these funds do they have more yeah, remember, credit now because of who they are like what's happening remember lisa didn't she say she put like at least a couple million into renovating tom tom she basically like laughed at their hundred thousand yeah. which i mean i think i would laugh too i think a lot of people would have more business ventures if that's all it took to start a business yeah but um it seems like their um, their energy seems different with this. Like they pretended or maybe were acting that like they were very nervous to start Tom Tom. And this, I feel like they're like they're doing it. They're confident. They're cool. So it seems like just like a different energy they're bringing. Yeah. So I guess business and, loan or some of those small business loans people got. But. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that would be like super high risk in this time to be mm. like, can we open a restaurant? It's like, you know, yeah, it's kind of a risky <laughs> thing right now. Yeah. And it's across from the Scientology Center. So it is not cheap real estate over there. And um, just a warning, everyone should be really careful when they're around the Scientology building. <laughs> like, don't go and like try to take pictures or step on the property because um, the, the uh, security guard came out and held a gun at Michaela. Yeah. And. Me and Lauren were out too, and he, like, literally, he grabbed his gun in his pocket as well. He didn't point it at us, but we were like, you have a gun? Like, That's so scary. It's really scary. And, like, they're, like, w- like wild-eyed people on a bike. You know, it's like, ah! And it was scary. 
<laughs> it's not like a security person. Like it's a regular person just like riding their bike. Oh, yeah. So just stay on the other side by uh, Gelson's. Yeah. Birds. <laughs> okay. So, um, Richardson so. makes an appearance and says that, you know, he's staying calm and Lisa like agrees with that. Uh, then we go to James and he's DJing alone in his house being like, yeah, put him up, put him up. Get it up, everybody. And then Raquel like yells from the other room and she's like, James, can you help me move this table? James. Can and he's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Then we go to Lala. Ugh. who is taking a, a sip of her breast milk that she just pumped. And she does this a lot, and she got Sheena to do it. She puts it in her coffee. She drinks it all the time. She says she wants Rand to drink it because she's like, I want my man to milk me. Okay, I had to gag. You gagged. Michaela gagged. And your mother's. Um. Yes. I like, yeah, I, I don't know. I had so many thoughts about it. I was just like... That's never gone through my like, head. I can get, I guess, someone wants to try it, but like you make it a regular staple in your diet. Okay. Yeah. We're going to throw up. <laughs> well, anyways. To each their own. I'm not sure if that was more cringy or Tom saying how they tried for two months to have a baby by having sex when the clock told you to. So for two months. <laughs> as you two over here that have you know both babies like what does that mean you have sex like twice or a month or three times a month (laughs) yeah I felt like it was um, a lot of effort there no I feel like yeah I I doubt that that's all they tried because I I don't know I I can just I see the look in Katie's face I feel like she's like kind of exhausted by the topic and it, it seems a little raw for her um and I'm surprised she hasn't frozen her eggs and it's none of my business, obviously. But the fact that Ariana now has, who has gone on record saying she doesn't want children, but still reserved that option by freezing her eggs like Sheena did. So I'm surprised Katie hasn't done that. But maybe she's just like, hey, whatever's meant to be will be meant to be. So I appreciate that. As yeah. Well. Or maybe she has and she just hasn't said anything. Well, that's true. Um, But yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought that was funny, though. Um, And then, okay, so Lisa says, like, I'd like to hear from you boys. Like, are you really opening a bar? Is this true? Now, I thought this scene was a little corny because it's like, obviously, they've had a conversation before this. This is for the camera, you know, and so they're like, shucks, we are. We're we're opening a bar. (laughs) And um, and she's like, what are you going to name it? And. It's like, did she think they were going to like, she, they were going to do like Tom, Tom two. And she was like a little bit worried or, or what? Yeah. So they reveal the name that they're thinking of and it's Schwartz and Sandy's. We've talked about this on the last podcast, but Tom's just doubling down. He's like, I think there's a lot of value in that. I'm like, I just don't see it. I don't see the, the value, especially over there. I don't know. I just don't see it. I, I I don't think that I think that I'm sure they'll come up with a way better name and we'll all agree and be like, yay, let's go try Bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> Bubbles. <laughs> actually, I can actually see that. Just, let's just call it Bubba. Or like what if they put like Katie and Ariana's name together that's like Kariana's. <laughs> Whoa, because Katie is going to be like the major D. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
All right. Well, then it goes over to, well, Raquel and Charlie and their fake serving because they were not allowed to wait on real customers and film during this time of filming. Um, So they had actors in there that they pretended to serve. And that's why you saw only a few people in there. And, and then that's when Raquel reveals that James has been sober for a couple of years, but like California sober because he smokes pot every day and he takes vitamins. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Loved that. It's a vitamin. Yeah. Um, I was I was interested to see how they were going to film with like all the restrictions and everything. But it's really hard for me to watch when they do a scene during the day. It's like bright as hell. Yeah. You know, they're not open. And or just like when they're like put Charlie on the phone. She's like, hi, thank you for calling, sir. It's like, no, we know they don't answer the phone. Yeah. Case in point, I got a notice. Your table is ready. I've been trying to cancel this reservation for five days. Um, they make you do it through open table. And every time I click cancel and open table, it froze. And I tried three days in a row. Then I sat on hold with tech support for open table for four and a half hours. Just had my phone on speakerphone. I worked away. And then they're like, no, you have to call the restaurant. I'm like, I've been calling the restaurant and they don't answer. And there's no machine nothing and they're like well there's nothing we can do and i'm like but you, you should have you should have messaged peter or Gino. i actually thought about it i'm like can i jeremy are you are you gonna be over there can you tell the, the hostess to cancel me because actually peter i should have done that you're right i dumbass don't worry uh, so well. i submitted online like three different times i'm like look i've been trying to cancel this because they took my credit card because we thought we were doing a meetup there so i made it for a larger number of people so they want a credit card but i'm like you better not fucking charge me because i've tried so many times to cancel yeah, this that's ridiculous anyways anyway so next um, time i will be calling peter yeah, so Raquel's at Sir Charlie. Uh, so Lisa shows up and she's like, I haven't seen you, Charlie, but I've seen you, Raquel. And Charlie mentions that she got three auditions, um, which I'm happy to see them bring in like kind of like a Hollywood story again, because season one was really about all of the people at Sir chasing their like true dreams. Like no one wants to be a server their whole life. So it was fun, like seeing like Kristen have an audition or Tom, the Toms, you know, like, so I hope they show some of Charlie's journey. I think that'd be cool to bring that element in. Um, Did Stassi want to be an actress? She just wanted to be famous, right? Because, I mean, she did several reality shows, but that she never talked about wanting to be an actress or they never showed, like, auditions. and. Yeah, uh, but I, I feel like all of them were constantly in classes and they've been trained. There's yeah. no way they haven't, like, especially Stassi. There's no way. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be such an awesome deep dive to know the different trainings that they had and stuff. Um. Okay, so... Then we have James talking to Lisa. Oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, he's just going, blowing smoke. Like, uh, everything, I've changed. I've matured. I've grown up, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, that's not what I've heard. And she pulls up her phone and she starts listing off these text messages that were sent to Max. And 
my mouth dropped. I was not expecting this. Like, thank you, you know, producers of this show, because this was a nice surprise. I wasn't I wasn't ready for this little gem. Well, and the thing is, at first, I thought it was going to be, you know, how like Gordon Ramsay, it's like an English thing. You'd be like, oh, you cow. Like they use the word cow, but they don't mean it the way we do here. If you call someone a cow, you're calling them fat. They That's just a term they use. Because I always thought it was so like, oh, my God, you can't call these women cows. But that's just a thing. It's uh-huh. a, a different, a cultural thing, right? So at first when he said the fat thing, I thought, oh, it's just like kind of more of an English type thing. But no, he just doubled and tripled down. He's like, you're fat. You've always been fat. You're miserable. You eat too much. Or like he just like kept going. So he meant it like it came out. Yes. And like Sarah and I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, he, I truly believe that Max, or that James was gaslighting Max for uh, an insecurity that he knows about because I could tell like obviously it stung Lisa she brought it up um it pissed Max off and he's just like done with the way James is behaving and I don't know it was super interesting yeah what he say? saying you're miserable you always have been you're fat and nobody likes you to you come outside you fat prick all I can think about is how fat you look it's like Jesus uh, and he's like, yeah, I guess I got a little carried away with that, Lisa. Um, I guess maybe I should apologize. I should say sorry to Max. And so, you know, Lisa is like, I really love their friendship and thinks it's maybe something that could be saved. And um, but Max blocked James on everything, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> His phone, everything. Um, yeah. Then James said, she's like, well, why did this even start? And she's like. He's like, well, we were at Dantana's and I wanted to split a salad because he's a fat, fat man. No. And he's like, no, he doesn't need fool. to eat the whole salad. So we wanted to split. It's like, no, you fool. That's going to cost $10. And anyways, it he just went on. He's like, what am I paying? $45. Well, yeah, I don't know. You guys watch the show. You got it. But it was entertaining. But we had to rewind a couple times to understand what actually happened. We're like, what? wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, the salad forty five dollars, and then the chicken parm. Like, what was ordered? Was it the salad, the chicken parmesan? Like, what what's happening here? <laughs> but we figured it out. In case you guys missed it, it was Max didn't want to split the salad because it would cost ten dollars just to split it. So James said, "Fine, I'll tell the waitress to cancel it." And Max said, "No, let's not bother her again." And then James freaked out. I mean, I do get that. I get so much anxiety when someone is either like indecisive in front of the server and like makes them wait for like a long time. Joel. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. It's like just the person is standing there and wants to like go just enter your order. Like don't, don't. They're like, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. Joel it, always does that. And it's like, you're asking this 19 year old kid what Cabernet they prefer or do you like the pork chop or the Chilean sea bass? Like they don't know. They want McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um. So I, I feel like that's the server in Max that was trying to protect the other server. You yeah. know, it's like once you work in retail, you know, how you know, the drill and yeah, same exactly. thing with serving. Um, OK, so then we hop over to Sheena's house and the opening is just it just like warmed my heart of classic, a classic Vanderpump Rules moment like. We've seen this classic Sheena. We've seen it from season one. It's season nine. You know, we're just full circling. 
giant canvases in her apartment of her pregnancy and, you know, topless photo with Brock cuddling, you know, cradling her stomach with Summer and just gigantic. Like 10 times the size of her and Shay's canvases. Yes. And um, <laughs> it just it just felt nice and cozy. I settled right into that moment. It's like home. Yes. It's no place like home. So then they flash over to Brock's confessional and he's wearing like this mesh gold shirt or something. It looked like, was it mesh or sequins? I thought it was like chain mail. Chain, like a mesh, a chain mesh. Yes. Yeah. And then like satin. But he was really like doubling down on it's good as gold. You know, he went with the gold look and. And satin. And he had a little pendant that said that had an S for Sheena. Oh, I missed that. Um, or it could be an S for summer, I guess. Yeah. But so um, they, she talks about how they met and they show their different dirty dancing poses that they like to do. And, and then Brock putting the baby down and Sheena's just like looking at him like she, we've seen in previous seasons again, like coming home with that, just like that adoration. And I feel like as, you know, viewers of the show, uh, you know, all of us being from watching from season one to nine, we're always rooting for Sheena to be happy. Like we, you know, we see her looking at a man like this and we're like, we hope this works out, Sheena. Yeah. Um. So all we can do is wait and see. Um. Yeah. But, uh, you know, lots of changes for them. They've got a new baby. Then, you know. They've got, they're They're living in LA, they're living in San Diego, they're in Palm Springs, they're all over the place. So yeah, that travel schedule exhausts me with a newborn baby, but even just without hopping between three houses yeah, in LA traffic. Yeah. So then we pop over what to Lala and they show her with her breast pumps on, which confused me because I was like, wait, she's got a shirt on. How is that? But you guys inform me they're little cutouts or something. Yeah, like it's literally like a little contraption that you can wear, you know, like you can get the breast pump and then there's that little, you know, you just wear that little tube top and it hooks right in there. <laughs> I personally, like my boobs were always like way too big. I couldn't do like I, they didn't just stick on like that. I had to like sit down and like, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, she was doing her thing. Then they showed her giving birth. Yeah, pretty, they, pretty the, graphic. Yeah, the legs were spread and the baby came out. Um, cool. And she talks about her book and how Randall was like pissed off and taken aback when after her book came out, all the headlines everywhere was like Lala can't shoves fiance's toothbrush up her butt. <laughs> That's what they got out of the book. Um, Chad has always been like terrified that like I take his toothbrush and like put it in the toilet or something like when I'm mad at him and I have never I would never do that so when he saw that headline he was he like looked at me and I'm like I don't know why you always think I do that like I didn't even think of that now I'm going to but yeah yeah he's really scared of that so (laughs) that triggers him (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, Brock uh, forgot Sheena's birthday. And then he's like, LOL, I didn't, you know. So um, there is going to be a birthday party that is um, held at Ariana's house. 
and Brock and Sheena are kind of discussing like, so are you going to invite Lala? Like what's going on with you guys? Where do you stand? Um, and then we hop over back to Katie and Lala discussing the same thing. And then all of that happens. So yeah, Lala's like, mm. like, cause she didn't think she got invited. She's like, why would I want to go there? And then she gets her invite. She's like, I like hibachi. So she goes. Now, if I remember back correctly, I feel like um, I remember specifically this time for Lala and this had to be difficult for her to step back into the group because she kind of was friends with the witches of WeHo and didn't, I mean, she's glommed on to Katie now, but she really is having to reestablish her place in this group because she has burned some bridges. Um, we'll get to it with Ariana, Sheena, um, you know, Charlie and her are, I, I wouldn't say besties at all. Like they're ready to go toe to toe. And then Raquel and her have had a difficult time. Mm-hmm. So couldn't have been comfortable walking in there to film. And I feel like I remember this and like she even talked about it on a podcast saying, you know, that she was feeling that way. Yeah. And I could feel that in this episode for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was just on her phone, staring at her phone and sitting right next to like basically under Katie's arm. Yeah. <laughs> like not leaving her side. Um. So Brock asked Sheena if he's going to invite Lala and he's like, She's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, have you speaking to her about it yet? <laughs> have you speaking to her about it yet? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just had to point that out. I hear him do that a lot. And it's like, I and Sheena will like correct him, you know, and it's funny. <laughs> She's like, well, I don't know. I mean, she wasn't there for me for my with my miscarriage, but because she had dinner with celebrities. And then they flash over Lala. She's like, well, where was Brock? He was golfing. And we've heard that story play out. I guess they'll they'll talk about it on this season. But, you know, basically, yeah, Brock was coming home from San Diego to Palm Springs. It's a long drive, but he stopped and golfed on the way. But he said, because that was his way of processing, he needed to get outside, clear his head. Like, I get it. Guys and girls process things differently, um, or just people in general. Um but she needed him home. She was having anxiety and emotional breakdown over her miscarriage. And, you know, yes, it looks bad on the surface that, oh, you're start have good, having a good time golfing. But he said he was just by himself and he was like, you know, it's quiet. It's peaceful out there. I can, well, I can see it. And I think also what happened was Sheena kind of jumped the gun to her friends and family saying that she was upset that Brock was doing that. Then he came home and told her, you know, what really happened. And she was like, oh, shit, I didn't even think of that. Right. Then kind of backpedaled that story. So because he's busy taking care of her. So he needed his own moment right. to process. Right. Individually. So, yeah, I do feel like so far this season has been like kind of hearing each side of the story. Like I I would if I only heard a little bit of that, I'd be like, well, screw Brock. Like, why wasn't he there? But then you hear the story and you go, oh, yeah. And then so it's it's a lot of, you know, understanding where the person was coming from, for sure. Yeah. And that's where we got with them. Sheena and Lala, too. It's like, oh, you actually saw both of their perspectives. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. So I guess they, is that where they talk about it and how Lala was saying she went into a full blown spiral after her and Sheena, Sheena like publicly outed Lala on her podcast. So then that drove people to go send her, send Lala bad DMs and saying like, you're, you know, karma's going to get you, you're going to lose your baby. And that just sent 
all over the over the edge, understandably. So, yeah, and um, a lot of a lot of the things that, uh, or a lot of the reason, a lot of emotion, I think, was coming up for both Sheena and Lala is both of them went through. You know, Sheena had her rainbow baby with Summer, meaning that she had gone through a miscarriage and she was so excited to be pregnant and but still kind of worried the whole time, you know, that that could happen again. Lala had complications with Ocean where she was also very worried about her pregnancy. They didn't speak about it. They didn't, you know, rely on each other. They weren't really friends at the time. So they both are like pretty emotional about the fact that they weren't there for each other and they can't get that time back. You know, it's, it's past and now they have to move on. And yeah, so that was really interesting too. Well, so she says she's not going to apologize, but she will go to her birthday. And then we go back to the James and Max. Now they're at Villa Rosa with Lisa. She's trying to sort it out between James and Max. And that's when they just keep like, yeah, James just goes back at it. He's like, he's being weak. He's being a wussy. I feel the wussy energy off of him. You're a weak, weak man. Oh, the boring little boy that you've always been. Again, I mean, that's maybe something a trigger Max has felt because he's always been quiet, withdrawn, and maybe, you know, being on the show all these years and never really being featured, it probably eats at your psyche a little bit like, oh, I'm not interesting, you know? Yeah, but like, I, I was like trying to picture like, I wonder if someone like coached Max or like, hey, Max, like it's season nine. Do you want to maybe take on a bigger role this episode? Like, do you think you can fight with James? If that's how it was presented to him and this is what Max did with it, like I applaud him because in this scene, I didn't even see Lisa Vanderpump who has a very big yeah. reality persona. It's true. I did not even notice her in that damn kitchen, even though she was like very upset and like, don't say that to each other. Stop it. I... I couldn't even see her because my eyes were glued on James and Max and like their yeah. little banter. Like it was. Yeah, and you're like, Shh, Lisa, it was really want to hear what they're saying. Yeah, because <laughs> they kept on being like idiot weak. <laughs> like they kept on saying things to each other. And then at the end, Max is like, I don't want you at sir. And like you can kind of you kind of can see like a little like fire go in James's eye because he's like, oh, shit, like I'm literally effing with the owner's son. Yeah. And if he says he doesn't want me at the restaurant, like what the hell am I going to do? Like this is kind of an important friendship. Yeah, it shouldn't be. But it is, you know, like it. I, I So well, I just want you to take five percent of the credit for being an asshole. And he's like, no. <laughs> Oh my god, it was so good. So I th- I really enjoyed that, um, and I I can't wait to see and, if they're gonna they make were, up or what's gonna happen. I mean, it was suggested to like James is on something because he's he's spewing insults, he's angry, and then he's sobbing all within like a minute. Uh, but he's like, it's it's no, it's because I we took that pre workout pill, and Max just keeps saying, well, why was I totally chill then? Why was I totally normal? And Lisa's like, what? you took a drug and James is like, no, Lisa, it's a vitamin, vitamin supplement. Siri, was that just you? What? Oh, someone's like, I'm having a bit of a trouble hearing you. Oh, <laughs> anyway, I hate when Siri spies on me. It's really creepy. Um, oh, and Max brings up, he's like, do you know how many times I've had to have your back? He's like, you were an escapade of belligerence all the time. Every time we went out, I mean, he's not wrong, probably. Yeah, I would. I have a feeling that like that's 
that's what that I feel like nobody knows. Like Max goes out with these people all the time and a lot of them are pretty wild, big personalities and he's very quiet and reserved. And um, I think this is like a testament to how he really is. He doesn't like... um, like I'm sure he doesn't like a server treated badly or any sort of commotion because he knows what it's like to work in that environment. So he's like, stop it, like shut up, like don't yeah. disrupt anything. And he's with these people that are pretty disruptive. So, and he's, and his, it's gone on for years. So he's just bubbling over. Yeah. And yet he hangs out with Paul. That's, that's who I was thinking <laughs> about. I was like, okay, uh, like something ha- like I could see there being drama all the time yeah okay so next we go to Tom and Ariana Tom's making coffee next to their bed he's got like a coffee maker like a nice one and a mini fridge I've got a whole little like you said hotel set up I mean I love that yes. a lot of thought went into that and um, it's convenient it's fun and you know do it while you can because yeah. Michaela made a comment. She's like, it's obvious they don't have kids. It's like, yes, enjoy that. Like <laughs> make your coffee in bed, have your little mini fridge there. Go for it. You know, <laughs> he's, and then he threw us in a sweet little dig. He's like, you know, cause they show their place with all the chairs that they have now. He's like, yeah, aren't you glad we didn't just stick with the staging furniture? Like Tom and Katie and Jackson, Brittany did. So, I mean, yeah, I, I knew that that was going to be, um, a good thing for them. You know, like it's, uh, it's more their personality. Like it's such a better choice if you're able to do that. Like, and also convenient to keep the staging furniture if that's what you like. Cool. But I do really love their choices that they made. They did a really good job. I can't wait to see more of the house. It looked really good and they seem really happy about it. So good for them. Yeah. So she's talking about. Um, how Sheena told her how Lala went on this podcast and was basically kind of bashing Ariana saying she doesn't give a fuck about her. And Sandoval's like, well, don't you think she maybe did that just to like create some drama to get some attention, sell some product, whatever. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. She's like, I'm done being reasonable and chill. Don't use me to get your attention. So this is going to be a good season of Ariana. I mean, she certainly ended it with a bang. Yeah. Um, Shout out to like podcasts being mentioned twice in this episode. You know, like the first time they quoted Sheena's when she was talking about the whole Lala and the miscarriage thing. And then um, Sheena called her to play her another clip of someone's podcast. Like that's yeah, awesome. Um, Yeah. So that was definitely cool how... Like, I'm glad they played the clip and everything. I think that was it's, a really... It's I, too bad they already wrapped filming when we told Sheena about Brigate and it all blew up because we would have been mentioned. I know. <laughs> but then they didn't film for a year and a half. Oh, well. I know. Darn it. <laughs> so then this is probably, you know, the best scene of the whole um, oh boy. show is Bubba cutting Bubba's hair. So he's like, Bubba, this is so nice. Thanks for doing this. And she's like, "Mm mm-hmm. And they do a shot of her, like, getting, you know, the shears out to shave his hair. And you can see the... Baskets? The basket, the basket (laughs) tower behind her with all of, like, their products in it, which, cool. Like, 
sometimes I have problems of like how to like store my things and organize them. And maybe I have way too many. Like I love having like my bath and body works like gels. I have way too many in my shower. I, that's weird. Cause I like literally just took two out. I'm like, God, there's still three in here though. I'm like, well, <laughs> sometimes I like to mix them. So like I, I like to keep them in there, but like if someone was coming to film my shower, I would take that out yeah. and like put like one shampoo, one conditioner, one, like I would yeah. have it all perfectly aligned and that's katie katie and tom have again sheena has her canvases katie and tom have their clutter yes they're hoarding clutter and it, it's comforting it's a vanderpump comfort <laughs> i mean they have that huge house i'm sure there's plenty of closet space i'm sure the bathrooms have cupboards we should, underneath the sink we should make a list of vanderpump comforts you know like <laughs> katie's clutter Katie's clutter, Sheena's canvases. Like, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, that could be another poll. That could be something. Yeah, for sure. Like, Lisa's, you know, tops, yeah. her brooches, like, um, all the things. Like you said, even if she just wanted it out there in the tower in the bathroom because she uses it every day, cool. But, like, when you're filming there, like, maybe just put it under the sink and then pull it back out when they're not filming. But obviously like production set that shot up. They saw that it was in there. Like, are they throwing us a bone or like they obviously are right. They're like, leave that, leave it. We like, that's your brand. Like the kitchen counter. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, (laughs) but like Bravo, I don't know that it's like relatable. I don't know. Like, I'm not like, remember when she was doing folding laundry and like on the couch, like there was all that, clutter over there too yes that was fun comforting yeah it's like great they're doing that in that house too cool and then so she's telling tom how it really makes sense for her to be involved in like trained staff or servers or like i guess be the maitre d and tom's like yeah the only problem is like you don't like people and that's kind of like a key element of (laughs) the restaurant business i thought that was which I feel, awesome. I feel like in a way we can kind of verify this because, um, you know, we have met and hung out with a lot of the cast members and there are certain cast members that are super open, like great energy. And there's some that you can tell maybe have a little more anxiety and have a hard time getting in there, you know, when they're talking to a stranger or whatever, which is totally understandable. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Katie is definitely one of those that maybe and I mean maybe she doesn't have anxiety maybe I'm just saying that but it seemed like that maybe she wanted like someone to approach her or she her energy was that she didn't want you to approach her yeah and yeah I mean I think it's kind to say she has anxiety because okay yeah you don't want to like rip on someone if they're like stressed out internally and how and that. I feel like she has mentioned this on a on podcast that like her and Stassi have talked about it and said like you know, but it, Sheena talks about having anxiety all the time and she loves people coming up to her. Right. So, I mean, but obviously there's different forms and different ways it affects people. Like I, you wouldn't think Sheena would have anxiety, right? Her personality doesn't seem that way. So yeah, Katie is much more of a recluse and introverted. So either, yes, she's stressed out and uncomfortable as any one of us would be with strangers coming up to you or she truly doesn't like people and doesn't want you to come up to her. But but I feel like I I don't like really like going out of my way to be like, I would never go to a bar and pull up and be like, how's your night going? Like that's, I could like, Oh my God, I would flip out. But when I'm working and I am like, then I can be, I can be like, hi, how are you? Because I'm representing like the restaurant. It's not me. Yeah. And that's trade helpful. Trade show mode is what yes. I call it for me. Yes. Like so I had to go into trade show mode with you and Michaela 
freezing up like clams when we were filmed. Yes. Trade show mode. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know. Or maybe I was just drunk. Remember, I was overserved. Yeah. So that could be a thing, too. But, um, so Katie even says, she's like, you know, we're trying to have a baby. Like, maybe this could be my baby. It's like a new project, you know. And Tom is agreeing, but you can tell he's a little uncomfortable with it, but he's not saying anything. Again, like, sucks like stand up for your wife or like have her involved or don't like just pick a lane man yeah he could just be like look i really i could see this might cause some conflict with sandoval and i'd like to keep things separate i don't want to create any business problems between us yeah or before you and i discuss like what your role is like let me just have a conversation with him and so when he kind of tried to set that boundary with her she's like oh like are you married to him or to me like she already kind of like called it into question which maybe like isn't fair because but there's valid I mean well if they had to get a loan obviously that affects her but then there's also valid reasons of why you shouldn't be in business together because he wants to like keep it out of their marriage keep their marriage good right and business always fucks with that exactly so that will be interesting to see how that goes and then with Ariana too like you know it, it, it should be interesting yeah Okay, well, so then we go to the party at Tom and Ariana's. The theme is pink and black, except for Lala. Oh, they have a magician, which I was kind of agreeing with Lala, too. It's like, are you serious? But then um, Sandoval looks, like, entranced. Like, I'm just, um, I know he's going to, like, that's his next. Remember when he got all into the jewels with Kyle Chan and was yeah. all over the country? Yeah. I feel like his next hobby is going to be magic. I feel, yeah, I feel like his eyes lit up too. And he may he like, like laser focus. He may consult with this magician and be like, can you teach me a couple of tricks that I can do at our new bar? And yes. he'll like go to each person's table and be like, you see that ring? <laughs> go open that present, you know? And <laughs> for sure. So. But, like, I I also was kind of annoyed that Lala made fun of that. It's like, okay, it's a birthday party. They're filming. There's always something. There's a fortune teller. There's a this. There's a that. A magician is no less than anything else that they have. no less than axe throwing or any of the other, uh, the beating on the computers. Yeah. Yeah. Destruction room. Is that what you call it? And really, like your partner is Randall, who's always doing like the most ridiculous thing. He's like, she, yeah. she's like, she. I sent her fifty thousand balloons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's pickleball. Not, that's not cheesy. No, pick nothing wrong with pickleball. I'm just saying he, he always <laughs> says that. <laughs> pickleball. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> so then he, they're talking about the. Oh, this is when you notice. So Katie's telling Sandoval how she thinks she should be involved and maybe be the Mater D. And this is when you noticed it looks like they re-recorded their voiceovers. Yeah, 100% they were doing voiceovers here. And I don't know why that bugs me on a show, but it really does. The sound is so edited where obviously they had to tone out maybe the wind or the huge ass busy street that Tom and Aria ariana are on um or you know just all the background noise but it was just kind of strange that in that scene it was like silence and kitty was just like so i was thinking maybe like it was it was so loud and like the voices were a little bit off there's probably a lot of birds chirping too they have a whole bunch of like trees that you know fruit trees and yeah i'm sure there it was probably 
they pretty much every outdoor scene they do that for but yeah. i don't know something was just a little bit off with that scene in my opinion much. so you guys when they're at the table and you see the big grassy green wall behind them that borders why that wall exists is because it's like grass over a retaining wall because on the other side of that retaining wall is like a really busy street so and you know there'd and, be a lot of noise and i love the like the greenery that they have to block that noise yeah, like the, it's, it's awesome. great um and speaking as someone who lives like against the freeway it's loud so for sure that's what it was um yeah Anyway, so also I felt like I, I know that like when you're having that sort of dinner, like the, the obviously like you face the the grill or the hibachi, whatever it is. Um, but I felt like it was really awkward how like Katie was like looking forward and um, T. Sandy was too. And it was very awkward, which was great. It was a great moment because it was an awkward conversation. They're both uncomfortable. And um, yeah. <laughs> so... They talk about the title or the t- title. Is that what you call it? The name. Yeah, the and, name. And she's like, no, Tom's not a fan. And he's like, yes, he is. And then Tom's like, well, no, actually, I'm not. He's like, dude, I got seven different domains today. He's like, please don't tell me Schwartz and Sandy's. He's like, yeah, why not? It's $18. Of course I did. <laughs> um, so I promptly went and looked up schwartzandsandy.com and I don't see anything. But the funny thing was, was on the internet, like the first hit was like, is Schwartz and Sandy's a real bar? Like people are already like three hours ago, people are like, there's a already buzz over the name. So okay, so maybe they've got, they're onto something. So his point, I'm wrong. And he was right. It has value. Yeah, it's already been Googled. Yeah. I feel like that's like another thing that like, maybe you shouldn't say yourself that your name has value. Like, I don't know. There was some, that I felt like that was like a little bit of like an arrogant thing to say. Like it just came Blowing. off like a, a little bit strange, you know? Yeah. Well. But I, I don't know. I, I'm interested. And everybody at the table is like kind of like, you know, Lala was like, did you come up with a name yet? Everyone's interested. They're feeling it out. The The thing is, though, it's like, yes, people are going there to see that. But they're also going there because it's a Lisa restaurant. Because people, because they film there. Because the other servers are famous on for Tom Tom and Sir. So, You'd be taking all of that away. So people would just be going in hopes of seeing Tom and Tom. Right. Which is still fair. It's just I don't think it would be on the grand scale of the other restaurants. Well, maybe having Katie as the maitre d' would be a draw. It's Huge like you, draw. You might see Katie. True. True. Tom, Tom, and Katie. Yeah, that's a game changer. I, I just, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so... Um, James does a toast for Sheena's birthday and he's like, cheers to the birthday girl. Cheers to the two new moms here. And, uh, I'd like to invite everybody next week to come out to the desert. Coachella's canceled, but we're having our own. Um, and everybody seems down for that. Lala has, has no problem with that as a theme. She has no pro like the magician wasn't cool, but a Coachella theme in the desert's cool. Yeah. That's not played out at all. At all. Yeah. So <laughs> that's very current, very 2021. <laughs> so um, Charlie says to Sheena, she's like, so how's it going? Like, is everyone having a good time or does it look like Lala's having a good time? And Sheena's like, I don't know. I, I need to have a conversation with her, but I, I haven't. 
kind of consults Brock and he's like, go, go talk to her. And if she starts, oh yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No. She starts clapping, throw her in the pool. So I thought that, okay, you've watched enough to know she claps. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. Um, so they have a combo and it was not what I expected. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was going to be a dumb conversation, but they kind of really got down to business. Mm -hmm. Um, so Sheena goes up to Lala and Lala's like, do we have to do this? Like, I don't want to do it on your birthday. And Sheena's like, I don't want to wait another week. Like, let's just talk, which I thought was really cool. Um, so basically Sheena, you know, starts with her side of the story saying like, I'm just like still really hurt that you were not there for me that, you know, for my miscarriage, like I really needed you and you didn't come through. And Again, like if you only hear that piece of the puzzle, it's like, Lala, like, why didn't you come? Like, that's really messed up. But as you are, you get to hear both sides of their story and they both had points. And um, I don't know, like after the whole, after they hashed it out, I was like, okay, like I felt good. I felt like they kind of understood each other and maybe really are going to be able to start fresh. I don't know. Yeah, I think they both had really good points and perspectives and you got to see the full picture and where where the miscommunication went wrong and feelings were hurt and they were both real. And they were both crying and I something felt legit. That, something that has been standing out to me with Lala is I on, on the multiple podcasts that she's done during the off season and stuff like that, she has mentioned time and time again that, that the quote unquote trolls get to her that she will, you know, hop on social media and someone's comment will really affect her for the day. You know, and Randall's talked about how he's had to walk her through getting over that. And it's kind of like a really big thing for her. That's why she turns comments off a lot. Yeah. And that kind of surprises me from the persona that she throws out there that she doesn't care and that nothing affects her. I find it interesting that it does affect her. It's though, it's like when she first came on though, remember when it, Everyone was against her and she ran away to Utah. To her mom, yeah. The show and was like... So I don't think that has ever changed. And I think she wants people to think that it's changed. And I feel like this is another thing where she showed a little bit of vulnerability tonight with sharing that that really hurt her, some of the things that happened. I feel like if she stayed more in that energy, we would be able to root for her more. Because it's like, yeah. okay, you're human, but like we need to see that human side a little bit more instead of always the tough side or the running away, everything that happens. Exactly. So if she explained it instead of just doubling down on being, trying to be an asshole or a, a, what was so Raquel, a bad axe. She's a bad uh, axe. <laughs> oh, yeah. When they were axe throwing. Yeah, people would have empathy for you they would root for you but instead she takes the erica jane route and just like shoves it in people's face but i feel like that's why she has like the kind of that um anger towards the quote-unquote trolls because if she would she sits in that space too much where she just needs to be like i I don't know there's there's something that i think for her happiness if she could get that piece of the puzzle would really help um okay so so Sheena and Lala come back to the table and um, now it's time for her and Ariana to pop Raquel off. First. Okay, so Raquel, so Lala comes back and tears are still kind of streaming down her face. And um, I thought this was really sweet of Raquel. Raquel gets up, she's like, uh, James, I'm going to go talk to Lala. And, 
you know, going back to seasons past, just like Raquel brought up, Lala and her have not always had the best interactions. And definitely you wouldn't say like Lala has Raquel's back. I would say the opposite. She's always ready to go for Raquel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought it was really nice that Raquel went over there and was like, I totally understand how, you know, you're emotional right now. I, she was just like super nice and comforting. And then shit turned real quick. Yeah, it was weird. She's like, oh, thanks. That's something like, what'd she say? Like, oh, that means a lot to me. I'm glad we're in in a good place. And then Raquel was like, well, I mean, I don't need your approval. Like, I got over that a long time ago. And then Lala, like, just instantly stops crying and, like, gets her defense mode. She's like, what? Like, are you coming for me right now? Like, um, or are we on the same page? Are you trying to battle me? And Raquel kind of, like, without backing down, she's like, no, we're on the same page. I'm just saying I've felt attacked by you before. I thought Raquel handled this really well. Um, I had like a range of emotions for this. At first I was like, okay, like I kind of like understood Lala's reaction because it was kind of a weird thing for Raquel to say. And how should she have responded? Like she kind of had to respond like that to clear the air. Um, But then as they were as they were talking and Lala kind of went for Raquel, I really liked the way Raquel was like, I do need you to baby me a little bit. Like for us to have a successful relationship. Yes. Can you treat me like a little nicer? Well, yeah. And at first I wasn't sure of that because Lala's like, Oh, I get it. You need to be babied more. So that's it could have been taken as a bitchy comment, but Raquel took it and like threw it back at her in a way that like where it kind of like diffused Lala's anger. She was like, okay, you want me to baby you. And she still was kind of mocking her in that moment, but yeah. Raquel went with it and I thought it made her look great. It did. Uh, again, you know, how... So, it diffused the power yes. behind her... Loaded. But it didn't take away... Like, Raquel didn't have to dumb herself down and be right. like, please be nice to me. We're like, she was down. just... Yeah, she yeah. just... It was awesome. So then... I feel like Lala kind of panicked in that moment because she was like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah. And then she's like, okay, well, I'll baby you. And at this point, um, you know, next time I want to pop off, I'll pop off at Charlie. She's like, she looks like a, like a bitch that can take my rage. So Charlie's like, what, what, what was that? And she's like, oh, I was just saying that if I have to pop off or do anything that I'll pop off at Charlie. And then that's when like Ariana jumped in or something happened. She's and like, she's like, like, you did off on me on that podcast. Yeah. And then so Lala's like, okay, we want to, you want to go there? Okay, let, let's, let's go there. And they just went off. Yeah. Arnie's like, um, that came out of nowhere. She's like, I thought we were cool. We were chill. And all of a sudden you're saying, you don't give a fuck about me. And Lala's like, listen, I just need to express my emotions. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. So get over it. And Ariana's like, okay, well, that's what I'm doing right now. Here's my emotions. And she like, pours and she like, out of her. <laughs> she like pulls off her like adorable little shrug that had like a little like angel wing attachment. She's like, look, I mean, it was like such a cute scene. Um, but Lala didn't quite know what to do with that because Ariana was like a little taunting. And um, oh, she was like, well, I'm not going to, I have no interest in this. If you're going to pop off with your drunk self in my face. I thought that was a low blow. Yeah. Just because Lala's sober, like, she can't just call everybody else drunk. Yeah. So then she starts starts to walk away, as she always does, after she, she throws out a comment and she walks away. But fortunately, she had, they, like, they didn't let her off with that. They, like, called her out, which forced her to stop and turn around and engage more. And that's when she said something. Um, well, look, I don't, 
um, oh, and she said, well, this is how you want to come for me. I don't, I don't give a fuck about you and you don't about me. And Ariana's like, (laughs) her face was just money. So Lala reacts and is like, wow, you know, like trying to make her look dumb. Um, but at the same time, walking away She's and like, I can walk away from this. She's like, yep, yep. Goodbye. Bye. 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 It's so funny. And so Lala walked away and was like, I have a baby. I don't need this. <laughs> um, so she walks out and Ariana's like, she's gaslighting me. Like she's like fully, you know, um, and then they're outside. Um, Katie goes after Lala to comfort her and she's like, I've never seen her act like that. Which I was like, that's weird. Like, she like literally was at your, was it bridal shower, Katie, and said to Stassi's face, your maid of honor's face. What'd she say? Like, I don't like you. I've never liked you. I will never like you. Oh, that was a rough scene. So yes. how can you say you've never seen her like this? This is this is, is this the, classic Ariana. Yeah, that's the greatness. She's um, showing her presence. She's showing up again. <laughs> yeah. So that's how the episode ended. And I mean, after I felt like that scene between Ariana and Lala was super dynamic. I loved it. Great. Can't wait to see what happens. And, and by the way, when I say the greatness, no, the greatness of Ariana is that she's calm and reasonable and logical. And that's why she's, you know, so many people's favorites, but we don't watch reality TV for that 24 seven. So if she can be that, but then bring these moments then it's a perfect storm, perfect balance. Yes. We need a little bit of both. Totally. Agree so, yeah. with that. So I can't wait. Next week. Oh, we've Sorry. Oh, I was knocked over the glass. I thought someone knocked on the door and I had like that panic attack from Huntington Beach when boom, 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 boom. Oh and we're like, <gasps> duck. <laughs> oh my God. You guys remember when the cops came banging on my door during a live podcast <laughs> and some of your jaws, you were like, <gasps> what's going on? That was crazy. That was a fun one. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks like we get more Charlie and she steps to Lala next week. So I can't wait. We have to watch um, the Toms on Watch What Happens, but we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. So, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This was a great first episode. Can't wait to see episode two with you. And we will be back next week. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.